Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Rewatchables TV. I'm your host, Skylar Darrell. Today we talked about Entourage, which is my personal favorite show. Um, a little bit of a trend, I guess, in the first five episodes we've done. We've done four HBO shows, but coming up we've got a couple Netflix ones, Black Mirror, we've got How I Met Your Mother, Homeland, Jersey Shore should be a good one, so definitely some more variety upcoming. Uh, we talked to Frankie Cuomo and Roy Hellstrom about our favorite episode of Entourage, which is One Day in the Valley. Uh, this one's only about 20, 25 minutes long, not as not as long as the Westworld one that was over an hour last week, so shouldn't take too long. So without further ado, this is Three Watchables TV Entourage. <laughs> All right, everyone, we're back. Welcome to another episode of The Rewatchables TV. I am joined by Rory Hellstrom and Frankie Cuomo and special guest Milo the Wiener Dog. Milo, say hi. All right, he didn't say hi. So today we're talking about Entourage, and the episode in particular is One Day in the Valley. But first, we're going to talk about why we like Entourage as a show. So if you guys want to go around, Frank, we'll start with you. Um, Personally, I just like I want to be in Entourage. I want to be in that posse. They, they live, like, the coolest lives. They do the coolest stuff. I don't know. I think it's just dope. Rory? Uh, I've seen Entourage through and through three times, and I would have to say the best part of the show, or my favorite part of the show, is just the development of Vince over time and, and the change of all the characters of E, Johnny Chase, and Turtle, and Ari, and just how they develop over all seven or eight seasons. Yeah, you do kind of watch them grow up. How, how long is the show on TV? Oh, about eight years. Okay, wow. So it's definitely a, a big change from season one to the last season. Yeah, I mean, at the end, you see, like, Turtle, like, becomes, like, from this fat guy to the skinny guy who, like, yeah. makes millions of dollars off the tequila company, yeah. and, and Drama finally gets his job, and, like, E finally gets with Sloan, and, and Ari has yeah, this, this big offer. Alert. Yeah, well, I mean, if you don't, don't watch the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, Entourage is like literally my favorite show. Like when I think about it, it maybe isn't as like critically acclaimed as some of the other shows that I've watched that we've done on this podcast. But like, it just like makes me the happiest to watch. And like, like Frankie said, like it, it just like is so cool. And it's kind of like the life like all of us would ideally yeah. want to live. Like you'd love to just like fuck shit up in, in Hollywood with your homies and like not worry about anything. And like literally, like, they don't have a care in the world. It's so cool. In the first episode, we see them like swimming in their pool with chicks they bring back after the movie premiere. And just from then on out, it's just like one privilege after another. Yeah, it's kind of like how you want all celebrities to actually be. Like, just like regular people you could actually hang out with. But I feel like it's just, it's not the case. And I think the show kind of fills that void for you. Yeah. It's also based on a true story. As we all know, it's based yeah. off Mark Wahlberg's life. And like, all the guys are like real. Like, Eric Weinstein, who's a pro uh, producer on the show, is actually E. Um, Turtle's actual name was Donkey, I think. Um, and the, the agent Ari is like actually real yeah. and he's like a big, like, he's, a big, he's a big deal. Like he's an actual movie agent. Um, and, and he loves Jeremy Piven's portrayal of him. All right. So we're going to go to alternative episodes. Um, episodes we would have picked had we not done one day in the Valley. Uh, Frankie, you picked uh, tree trippers. Yeah. Tree trippers was awesome just cause it was kind of like a, a, a random little subplot and they go on their, their vision quest, and they're just tripping on shrooms. It's hysterical. I loved it. Yeah, it was really good also, because, like, that was when Vince was really struggling with his career post-Medellin, and, like, he was trying to find some, like, zen moment where he could figure out how to fix his career, and, like, I don't know if he, like, found it necessarily because of that. Um, it was more because of, like, ease persistence with uh, with 
Gus Van Zandt, but still, it was like really funny episode and no, a bit I, of an aside. I thought it was really important. Like the writers had to sort of do a three hundred and sixty or do, do like a one hundred and eighty, and you know turn Vince around somehow. And I thought that was the perfect episode to do it. Yeah. All right, Rory, you took Sundance Kids, also a great episode. Uh, honestly, there's so many good parts of that episode. That my say my favorite parts of the episode are when Harvey Weinstein freaks out or Harvey <laughs> Weinstein, right? Yeah. Yeah, Harvey Weingart, but his base like Harvey yeah. Weinstein. So he freaks out with them at the theater. That scene, when Turtle and Drama have the three-way with the girl, with the driver. And <laughs> Cross swords. when they're on top of the mountain and they get the call from Cameron saying that, you know, he's offering Aquaman. He's in the helicopter. And honestly, I think it's one of the biggest, like, most important episodes for Vince because he gets... He's at Sundance, everyone sees his movie, and then he gets Aquaman, which is like the biggest, you know, Roll biggest deal of, yeah. of the show. So, Yeah, it was a good episode. It was also just, again, another episode where it's not set in like the typical like LA. They're in Sundance, they're yeah. in the middle of the desert. Um, that is a really good episode. Drama, where's the cowboy hat? Yeah, I have to say, the them shitting on Harvey Weinstein like really aged so well. Like, it was, like, kind of a funny portrayal of someone who's pretty prominent in the movie industry, and now I think a lot of people are going to look back fondly on the fact that they, like, ripped on him before he was, like, a sexual predator. Um, my favorite episode is My Maserati Does 185. I think it's the second episode of season two. I like this episode for so many reasons. A um, couple of good parts when Ari, they're at the Lakers game courtside, and the guy says, down in front, and Ari just yells, I paid two grand for these seats. I'll get out there and launch with three if I want. Um, and, and Johnny Drama's, like, obsession with Lamar Odom's calves. Like, Lamar, you got, yeah, what do you do with your legs, bro? Yeah, yeah. He wants to get calf implants. Like, those aren't real. Then he sees the girl's tits, and he's like, hers neither. And then my favorite part at the end, when he goes to his girlfriend and goes, I came here to confess last night. I wish I was going to be with you, but instead I got drunk and fucked a perfect 10 model and i fucked her again this morning and it was a really good episode because it kind of shows you e, like not being a pussy for once yeah all right so those are our alternative episodes we're going to take a quick break i'm going to recap one day in the valley and then we're going to come back with the categories it is aquaman's opening day initial box office projections already titanic sized yet even higher after the east coast numbers stream in giving everybody hope that the film is a chance to pass spider-man as the biggest opening weekend in movie history to avoid getting recognized, Vince and the boys decide to take up a showing in the valley, but the heat sets off blackouts and unsure West Coast numbers. The bouncing box office receipts and the heat push everyone to the brink, so to unwind, the crew ends up crashing a high school party, where Vince gets to live out his almost famous fantasy. When Ari finally finds them, a drunken Vince celebrating on the rooftop, he breaks the big news. Aquaman is back on track to break the weekend box office record, and that is one day in the valley. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about One Day in the Valley, uh, Season 3, Episode 2. Um, first, we're going to go over the me- most rewatchable scene. I have a couple of candidates, and I'm going to, we're going to go around, and if you have a different one, feel free to add it. If not, you can pick one of the ones I picked. Ari and E's wake-up call. It's the first episode. There's actually like a six-minute YouTube video of Ari and E's like various wake-up calls throughout the show, and they're all really funny. This one's one of the best ones. Um, when basically his wife's like trying to like have sex with him, but he's like more focused on the movie and, and with E, that's really good. Um, the movie theater scene is like amazing when drama just goes <laughs> sit down and the guy sits down and then when drama freaks out saying like we lost the central air, that whole like passage with drama being scared of the heat is like the funniest I've seen him in the entire series, I think, because he's just fucking old. Shit, the projector must have gone out. It's not just the projector. We lost the central air. Um, Ari and E's uh, call in the car, um, eight legs, bitch, and Turtle just goes, fuck you, Toby. 
Um, <laughs> Ari's monologue in the therapist's office about if his wife could just uh, give him a blowjob so we could pray the movie open. It's really funny and just very typical Ari shitting on his wife in front of the therapist. It's the same therapist for a couple seasons later where he goes, like, wife number one and therapist number seven. Well, so, you know, uh, after the year that I've had and on the most important day of my life, you think that she would ask me what I wanted, you know, a nice blowjob perhaps where I could just sit back for the first time in nine months and do nothing but admire the top of her head and pray that this fucking movie opens so I can stop selling off assets like we're fucking Michael Jackson, all right? Now, I have to answer the fucking bat phone when it rings three fucking times, and it's fucking Vince, okay? So, um, Ari smashes Lloyd's statue on the table, and then the end of the party when uh, Turtle, like, is hitting on the sister. The sister's hitting on Turtle, and he does the creepy turn, and the drama gets his ass kicked by the kid. And then Ari gets thrown in the pool. Really great scene. A lot of stuff happens. So what is the most rewatchable scene? I loved it when Ari smashes the statue, honestly. It's just hysterical little little blurb that, you know, gets you laughing. Yeah, It's also like Ari and Lloyd in a nutshell, I yeah, feel like. perfectly. I would have to say the movie theater scene. When it's like Johnny Drama's in Star Wars. Like, he's got the towel over his head. He's like, <laughs> sit down. Sit down. <laughs> that and when, and when they're... Turtles telling him not to get a refund. And I, there's multiple parts. That's why I like that scene. Yeah, dude. That's like Turtle in a nutshell, I feel like. He's just being a skeevy, like, Jew. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Give him some free popcorn or something. Um, I would have to say the, the, the end of the pool party, just because, like, so much shit happens, like, to every character. Like, Turtle, like, finally a hot girl is hitting on Turtle and he fucking blows it. Drama gets his ass kicked by some kid. Ari <laughs> gets thrown in the pool and complains about his $900 shoes. Vince with his almost famous woman. It all kind of kind of, like, ties the episode and all the various storylines together really nicely and drama at the end. Probably ain't so bad. Uh, that'd probably be my And him giving away the car. Too. And he gives yeah. away the... You see E's so mad also. Yeah. E's like, oh, it's my car. <laughs> that sucks. They just give away his Maserati. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a free car, but, like, he probably got a lot of a lot of girls because of that Maserati. Yeah, but then they all get, uh... They all got... It's not a Bentley. It's a Rolls Royce. They all get Rolls Royces. I think they all get... It's maybe to Aston, Aston Martin, Martin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they all get like uh, like detained or something when, when Vince runs out of money the next season. All right, best quote. I have a bunch, and you're hearing these for the first time on purpose. Um, so, number one, expectations. You beat him by a dollar, life is great. Under by a dollar, put a gun in your mouth and make sure I'm standing behind you. Ari. <laughs> I only go to the valley November through March, and even then, <laughs> only to Sushi Row. Johnny. Vince goes, come on, Johnny, go for me. And then he goes, okay, I better hydrate. You know my policy. Except for work, I only go to the Valley November through March. And even then, only the sushi rock. Come on, you go for me. I better hydrate. Uh, what the fuck is a widget? And why are you sitting like that? Seriously, what? Are you wearing a butt plug? Ari. <laughs> Sit down. Drama. Jesus Christ, where's this jerk off gone? Hey, pal. You wanna sit down? You're about to miss the best part of the whole movie. I have to use the bathroom. Sit down. Whoa, whoa, refund their money. They already saw half the movie. Fuck that. Give them some free popcorn or something. Turtle. Whoa, whoa, refund their money. They already saw half the movie. Fuck that. Give them some free popcorn or something. Turtle. I haven't had a blackout since I took four quaaludes and forgot I fucked Chantel Luttenberg. Why? Ari. (laughs) There are no asterisks in this life, only scoreboards. And Ari's is currently reading fucked. Ari. Ew, that was a real creepy turn. Kessler's sister. So you work with Vince? Yep. Is it fun? Yep. You just talk much, huh? Not the high school girl, sweetheart. No offense. <laughs> I'm not in high school. This is my little brother's party. I'm just chaperoning. Oh. 
Hey everybody, do you know how good your lifestyle are right now? Yeah! Vince. Uh, fuck you, throw me in the pool. Hey, Kong, go get us some beer. Ari gets thrown in the pool, and he gets out and says, Hey, you little fuck, these are $900 shoes. Uh, you can't roll chicks on a Vespa, bro. Drama. And the valley ain't so bad. Drama. Best quote. Fuck, fuck, for sure. You think so? I loved it. I, I literally was hysterically laughing out loud. <laughs> I'm kind of caught in between the two Ari quotes. The one where, put the gun in your mouth to make sure I'm standing behind you. Or the one when he goes... No asterisks in this. Read scoreboard. Ours read fuck. That's, <laughs> that's not to his way. I feel yeah. I feel like Ari always has like the best quotes. I really like the Chantel Luttenberg one. That was really funny. Um, especially because Ari always talks about like how many girls he's fucked, but like he's like a very like he's super whip, bro. He's yeah. so he's never cheated on his wife. He makes those those jokes to Dana Gordon about their nights in Cabo, and he's gonna make a website called Dana Gordon is Hooker com. He never actually like cheats on his wife. He just like talks a big game. It's like in the premiere. Remember he's like. I'm fucking uh, the, sport, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit yeah. model, and he, he goes, oh, Vince fucked her. And, and then he's like, yeah, I'm thinking about fucking my assistant. <laughs> and then he does. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the best quote is for me. I really like uh, you can't roll chicks on a Vespa, bro, because drama's like talking a big game, even though he's like a fucking loser. Um, but I'd probably have to go with the turtle one. Uh, refund their money. They already saw half the movie. Fuck that. Give him some free popcorn or something. All right. Dion Waiters Heat Check Award. So this goes to the character that does the most with the least amount of screen time. We have three nominees. Kessler, he was the kid. He immediately says, whose dad is this? <laughs> to uh, Ari, he beats the shit out of drama. He uh, throws Ari in the pool. Fucking Aquaman's at my house, gives him his beer. Pretty much the whole package in every scene he's in, he's doing it all. Uh, Jay and Reggie, they follow um, Vince and his crew to the Ducati shop and then end up bringing those two girls back to the basement with the fucking mods. And then Miss Ari... All she wants to do is bang her her husband, and, and it's very clear. I've never seen her this horny in the entire show. Usually Ari's the one that's like, uh, my cock doesn't wear a watch. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the Dion Waiters Heat Check Award? Jay and Reggie. Jay and Reggie are definitely the Dion Waiters Heat Check Award winners for me. Um, they kind of made the episode because they brought them to the party, and you kind of like hoping, like, like deep down inside, you're like, wow, like I hope that's me one day. Like I'll run into some movie star and just get hooked up with a car and go to a sick party. So I say them. Yeah, they wouldn't have gotten in with that, Vince. No. That's the funny part. Who are these nerds in my house? Yeah, and they're going to hang out hang out with those girls in the basement. So I hope so. Too. I'm going to have to go with Kessler just because he threw the party and he interacted with all the characters. Threw Ari in the pool, beat up drama, and made fun of Ari. I'm, I'm going with Kessler. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I think Kessler, like, does everything. Like, He's a lot less screen time. I think that Jay and Reggie is less important to the plot in the sense that he doesn't feature it as much, but the whole show doesn't happen without Kessler. Um, he's just your typical, like, fat, privileged L.A. kid who, like, yeah. has a nice house and is popular because of that, um, and he beats the shit out of drama. All right, so just a quick subplot talking about the show as a whole. Do you guys think the main character in the show is Vince or is it Ari? And obviously the show is about Vince's entourage and Ari is in Vince's entourage. But the one thing I'll say is, I guess, spoiler alert, the last scene in the entire show is given to Ari, not to Vince. He's the post credit scene where the guy from Time Warner calls him and is like, do you want to know what heaven really is, Ari? Try being God. One of my favorite quotes ever. So what do you guys think? Is is it is Vince the star of Entourage or is Ari the star of Entourage? Ari is 100% the star. It's kind of like, like Vince is important. I would argue that I think 
Ari actually has more screen time than Vince in the whole show. Probably. Um, but it's sort of, you're watching the, the growth of Vince through Ari, basically. Like, they grow together, they both become super successful, and for me, like, I know Vince isn't really funny. Like, Vince's character usually never really adds more to the plot. No. Or never really makes you laugh. And Ari's always that, that dude that you can expect to have those laugh out loud moments when you're watching. So I'm going to argue. Ari. Ari. I would I would agree with you that it's Ari, but I would say in the beginning of the show, it started as Vince. Yeah. They wanted yeah, it to fair. be around Vince. And then they just, I don't know, I guess they kind of realized that Ari was way better of a character. And then they formed it into Ari's more in their entourage. Ari, has, Ari does way more for Vince than anyone else. And it's, yeah, that's why he gets more screen time. He's way more funnier. Does Ari's actor... Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven. Does he do any of the writing for that? Or is it like all the writers? Like, that, no, they can't be... That's no, that has to be spontaneous. He says, like, he did an interview and he was like, it's all the writers. Like, wow. it's the greatest privilege to work with these writers because, like, I just, like, say the lines. Wow. Yeah, the, Doug Ellen, the guy who created the show, is, like, really, like, really funny. And, like, all, like, the Ari monologues and stuff, I think, for the most part, are written by him. But, like, Jeremy Piven obviously brings the character to life. Yeah. Like, if Adrian Grenier played Ari, it wouldn't be half as no. good. Adrian Grenier, I think, is comfortably the worst actor on the show. And I think you make a good point. Like, I think Jeremy Piven got so good as Ari and just kept getting better that they were like, we have to give Ari all this role. And, like, I think you first see at the end of season two when Ari, like, gets fired and, like, leaves. Like, you really see like, I even think Ari show. he has more screen time than Vince yeah, in probably. some of the show. Well, he has, like, more to do. I think yeah. Vince's only there just to drive the plot because, like, yeah. he's the movie star. And that's the crazy thing. If you're explaining the show to someone who's never seen it, you say, oh, it's about this movie star and his friends. But like, you, never, you never really mention Ari, even though it really is Ari's yeah. show. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, like, so everyone, like, I think says the first three seasons are probably the best, right? And then it kind of gets a little yeah. worse. I really like season six also, and that's the season where, like, Vince really doesn't do anything. It's all about, like... Is that the one with Sasha Gray? No, it's season seven. Okay, because like Vince is too seven. much in that. Like season seven. six is good because it's like Ari has new his new agency right. and E's dating is um is like fucking around and turtles with Jamie Lynn Siegler and drama's like trying to get the CBS show and like all the other characters are like actually like yeah. doing stuff without Vince. I think like the first episode of the of the season ends and Vince comes home to an empty house like drama's at work and turtles with Jamie and E's sleeping out and it's like. That kind of shows like this season is not going to be about Vince, and that's I think probably the best season after season three. Yeah, it has like a bunch of subplots, the same sort of thing. Where like it's not just about Vince's success and everyone sort of tagging along; it's everyone else is sort of starting to do their own thing. Yeah, make their own fucking turtles banging Meadow Soprano. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Crazy. All right, ease with Sloan, and she's way too hot. She's way too hot. hot Gives us all hope. All right, lazy internet research. During the episode, Vince wears orange and green on purpose to associate with Aquaman's costume. Um, Sam Levine, the actor who plays Reggie, also plays Neil in Freaks and Geeks. I don't know if you've seen Freaks and Geeks. I haven't. And have you guys seen Inglorious Bastards? Yeah. He plays uh, Hirschberg, one of the guys in uh, in Brad Pitt's like Inglorious Bastards. Oh yeah. So there's that scene where like the German guy starts to run away and someone shoots him and Brad Pitt goes, "Damn it, Hirschberg!" That's him. Oh. Just funny. Um, this is the final episode with the free Maserati in it. Um, the episode is a tribute to Almost Famous with, when the main character gets on the roof of a house overlooking a pool and yells, I'm a golden god. That's why Vince wanted to go to a random party and go on the roof and yell to everybody. The guy in Almost Famous actually like tried to kill himself, um, wow. but didn't. He fell in the pool. 
Um, and then the last one is the biggest moving opening in history at that point was Spider-Man. That opened at 126, not 114. But by really? Com- yeah, but by comparison, the current one is The Avengers, which opened at 640 million. Holy crap. So movies have kind of matured over the past couple of years where the biggest one now is 500 mil. Um, but I, I would say that's an outlier because I actually wrote down um, it's 99 million more than The Fate of the Furious, which is number two. So I think Infinity Wars is an outlier. But even so, like... 541 million is the second biggest. That's still significantly bigger than Spider-Man. Wait, why would they lie about... I, think the just got the, I, guess, I guess they just got the number wrong. That's I have weird. no idea. It makes no sense. It's not like we were talking about um, Westworld last week and we were like, there are no coincidences in the show. I don't think Entourage like, is held to the same yeah. standard. I think that they take a lot of liberties. Um, all right, who won the episode? Vince, Ari, or Jay, and Reggie? Um, well, Vince is the ultimate winner because you know he's the biggest movie star of all time now. And I would I would argue that Ari is sort of the winner as well, just because you know it's his client. He he basically builds Vince. Like he he is the reason why Vince is mm-hmm. as prominent a movie star as he is. Yeah, I would say um, I I think Vince is a good shout also, but also like Loki, Jay, and Reggie like literally have the best day of their lives. Yeah, no. Like holy shit, they're never gonna have a better day. We're never gonna have a day like that in our lives, probably. Um, but in terms of overall, I think you have to go with Vince just because, like you said, he's now the biggest movie star on the planet. Yeah. I would agree. But also, Ari gets to bang his wife after three weeks of not banging her. So that's, that's crazy. I don't know how he did that. She's really good looking. Yeah. Good for him. All right. Who lost the episode? Miss Ari. Um, we do not see her getting plowed in this episode. Mm-hmm. She tries so hard. doesn't happen. At the end, Ari's like, I don't want to go home and bang my wife. Did you ever see her nude in that show? I no, but you see her in like... Uh, lingerie, right? That's in like the first season. Right? There's like one. There's like one. Yeah, and then scene. when she does that TV show. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Goes back to the soap opera. Oh, he's so mad about that. Also, yeah. um, all right. So she, I think she is a, a prime contender. Drama gets his ass kicked after his liver's almost shut down because he's too hot. And uh, Turtle like has a pretty lukewarm episode up until a hot girl finally hits on him and he blows it. I think that's that's pretty telling because he doesn't get with a hot girl organically till Meadow in uh, in season six. So who do you think lost the episode? Oh man. I would probably have to say Turtle, because Drama at least got to go in the pool. Drama <laughs> had a good night, and he's in the movie, so he's making money yeah, off the movie. That's true. And Turtle, he, he doesn't get anything. And he, he changes his opinion of the valley by the end. He's yeah. Like, no, he's yeah. not that bad. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and uh, Turtle loses the, the Moz. I love driving yeah, that car. Yeah, so Turtle's job. Turtle, Turtle has no positives in the show, yeah. where... Drama does. Turtle's literal job on the show is Vince's driver, and like yeah. he is no longer the driver. All right, finally, just the impact on the show as a whole. Uh, I said it's finally a big win for Vince and Ari movie-wise. Um, the, the first movie he did head-on was beaten by the, the animated Squirrel, and uh, Queens Boulevard was like good critically but didn't make that much money, but this movie was like a fucking monster, and he doesn't have one like this since until season six when the, the Scorsese movie comes out, and even then, it's nowhere close. No, yeah, it, it defines Vince's character from that point on. He's he is Aquaman. He's known as the biggest yeah. movie star in the world. Even pop culture today, like when people like the Aquaman movie came out, everyone like would Photoshop uh, Adrian Grenier's head onto yeah. onto the guy who plays him, Jason Momoa. Uh, and then I guess the second thing is Vince. Vince like really becomes a big superstar now. Like I think he was kind of like a B plus list superstar. Yeah. Before this, but now he's like, hey, he becomes the the action figure superhero. Yeah, yeah. Just the the movie star. What goes back to actually, this is in the episode that I picked, like where he's like, I don't want to be typecast, and 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 Ari like at the Laker game goes, there's Spider Man, there's Batman, there's Superman, they're all typecast as rich guys, and uh, Vince kind of does that here. All right, any last uh, last words on the show? 
No, it's a great show. I'm definitely going to re- like. I, this is the first time I've seen an Entourage episode in probably about a year now, mm. and I'm definitely going to rewatch it now. Yeah. It's sparked my interest. Yeah, it's really good. It's so easy to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just started it for the fourth time. I'm going to catch up to season three. I, we should, yeah, I was going to say, you got to watch until season three, and then maybe a little bit of season six, and then. Do you guys like the movie, out of curiosity? Mm, it was just one long episode. Yeah. You know, I've never seen the movie. Really? Yeah, it's never funny. It. It's just like... Yeah, it's, it was like cool. It was like cool. Like later. Have you seen the, like, after the last episode? It's like a commercial for some car. I forget what it is. Yeah. With Ari. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Too. Yeah, that's amazing. That's like part of the premise of the movie is Ari moves to Italy. Right. And then, like, he gets the call from the Time Warner guy, and he, like, has to decide whether to go back or not. And he does. That's the whole premise of the movie. See? The movie's not that good, yeah, but it was just cool after a couple years of the show ending to be like, all right, like we get one more hour and a half segment of like the boys are back. But I feel like it is kind of overdone with the celebrity cameos and like I don't know. You should still watch yeah, it. Yeah, I definitely have to. Yeah. All right, that's it for us from the Week Watchables TV for Rory Hellstrom and Frankie Cuomo. I'm Skylar Darrell. Thanks for listening, everybody.